Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. <laughs> I said that all in like one sentence. <laughs> and uh, this is our very, very refreshing peppermint episode. Uh, we'll talk about that lovely film. Will you stop fucking punning things? That's like telling you to stop being you. No, it's not. Every other sentence. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, anyway. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into some peppermint. Riley North awakens from a coma after surviving a brutal attack that killed her husband and daughter. When the system shields the murderers from justice, Riley sets out to transform herself from citizen to urban guerrilla. And then channeling frustration into motivation, the young widow spends years in hiding, planning her revenge in more ways than one. Why was this film called Peppermint, Mike? Because it was her daughter's favorite ice cream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I guess that's supposed to be some kind of hidden meaning. I mean, I, I guess if the movie had ended with... Yeah, her because ki- it was her daughter's favorite ice cream. If it had ended with like her killing the main guy by shoving like a peppermint patty in his mouth or something, and then, you know... A peppermint patty? And then doing some cheesy Arnold Schwarzenegger kill a line. <laughs> what is a peppermint patty? York. Peppermint patty. Okay, some ice cream then. <laughs> no one can see Mike, but he's uh, um, disapprovingly shaking his head. Yes, very much. <laughs> All right. So uh, yes, uh, it is named after her daughter because um, her final uh, her final ice cream ever on this planet was uh, was an, uh, peppermint ice cream, which is excellent, by the way. Oh. And can only be had during Christmas. Yes. I, so that was kind of cool that they when they when she said peppermint, it was actually during the Christmas time. Yeah. <coughs> and. Uh, yeah, there was a... God, oh man, I love peppermint ice cream, but uh, yeah, no more. No more of that shit. So what I did by last year, though, I um, I got... Uh, they had the, the candy cane crumbles. They sold at the at the store, and I bought a big, like a one-pound baggie of them, and then I would get uh, vanilla ice cream and sprinkle them in. No wonder I'm fat. Okay, anyway. So uh, <laughs> this film, what'd you like about it? Never mind, I'll go first. What I liked about this film was that it was like uh, my nickname for it is kind of like either Jane Wick or Punish Her because it's it's pretty much like a a female version of the Punisher but with uh, John Wick style uh, type uh, close quarter combat action stuff like that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, it is. You know, Jennifer Garner sells her character. She sells her character very well. Um, I believe during the entire time with the film. Um, I like the fact that it didn't rely too heavily on showing her training and all that shit. Well, actually, it didn't even show her training at all, which I was kind of glad for because we don't need another montage. But, um, you know, it pretty much skipped through all that and just cut into her already getting her revenge after, you know, a couple little flashback scenes and stuff. And I, you know what? I actually kind of like the fact that it didn't show her really killing the guys that... Killed that were the ones that were there that did the drive by on her her son on on her uh, husband and, and daughter, you know. Instead, it just cut to like her pretty much going after the big fish, you know, the guy. Oh, they were hanging from the. Oh, yeah, Ferris wheel. I mean, it didn't show her capturing them, torturing them, and then stringing them up and shit. It just almost for all of them, it pretty much cut to the aftermath of it, except for when she was fighting that dude in the car at the beginning of the movie, which was a pretty cool shot because at first you just it looks like two people are fucking in the car. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, it, yeah, I like the I like those parts of the movie, um, and uh, it just 
there was uh, doses of humor in the film. You know, uh, you know, sometimes when she would fuck someone up, there'd be something humorous about it, or, or like when uh, she encounters, um, when she goes to hide for a second at a, at that that shitty fucking uh, XPTA, uh, you know, parents' house, mm-hmm. and you know, pretty much puts the smack down on her and scares the shit out of her. I'm gonna burn your house down with you in it. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Relax. God damn. <laughs> so yeah, I, it, you know what? This movie is very very watchable, which. Then leads into my negatives on the movie, which is this movie, I think, comes about 15 to 20 years too late because even though this movie is watchable and it is entertaining, it's nothing. there's nothing really original about it, there, except for some cool action. Otherwise, though, everything in this movie has already been done before, um, you know, story-wise, um, you know, plot-wise. It just, yeah, it, there's nothing... Yeah, it's not, it's not a highly original story. It's In fact, it's not original at all. Mm. There's no... There's there's nothing about it that um, is what's the best word I'm looking for here makes it stand out as a new type of action flick. Yeah, I mean it's <clears throat> you're absolutely right. I mean it's what you said, fifteen twenty years too late. I think it's even more than that. Um, it is better than Proud Mary, though. <laughs> yeah, but it, this this movie would have been huge in like you know between Die Hard and RoboCop. This yeah. movie would have been fucking huge. Or late nineties. Yeah. But this is as 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 you had previously said, you know, it's 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 Punisher. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Just I mean the only difference was, you know, instead of her being a what was it, uh, an at home mom or whatever I can't remember what her job was. I forgot. Besides being she a She worked pe- at a bank. There there oh that's right. She stole fifty thousand from the bank. Um so her, her besides her being a bank teller and you know, and a, and a PTA mom, you know. The the you know, she didn't work for the what was it the DEA or something like that is that what uh, Frank Castle worked for? No. no, Frank Castle was a soldier. Okay, whatever. I you know because I think I'm going off the Punisher shit from the 2004 Thomas Jane one. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I mean other than that, you know, she wasn't like some special agent that you know gangbangers get revenge on because of that. Instead, it was something that wasn't even in her control. Yeah, her husband her husband left a message, and that that's what gets the whole thing started. And that's where I find it just dumb, you know. Like, how did they know that he talked to the other guy? Yeah, that was missing. That was <coughs> missing. I'm sorry. How did he know? How did did he maybe searched online how to fuck over Diego Garcia? <laughs> how, how did how did um, Jennifer Garner's husband's friend, you know? Um, I'm sorry. How did, yeah, how did Diego Garcia know that the dude that was trying to rip him off yeah. talked to Garner's husband? Yeah. You know that that was conveniently left out of it. Yeah, and then he calls and says, "I'm not in it." And then you know, you, by the time that it already ha- by the time he had called, it already happened. So I mean, the timing on that whole thing was stupid and off. Yeah, and I think look, someone as as powerful as that guy Diego Garcia. It, look, I understand that that you know, guys that big and powerful, they're gonna do some crazy shit, you know, to keep in power, but. To, Not to, that's crazy. Yeah, that, I mean, it just—that's what I mean. It's like a, you know, I think he would have wanted a little more information before he just starts having fucking his his bangers just doing drive-bys at a carnival. Yeah, in Los Angeles. Yeah. During Christmas. Yeah. I mean, just, that doesn't make any sense. It's it just doesn't happen that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, it happens, but it just it doesn't make any sense for somebody that is indebted to the cartel. And I'm getting tired of that too. That's that's another thing. The cartel, <laughs> you know. I mean, look, uh, we've know, got like two bad guys now. It's either the cartel 
or the Russians. You know, it's, yeah. it can't be. It, it always has to be some foreign body. You know what I'm saying? I think I also um, I, I made a um, a noise when they said that the guy's name was Diego Garcia. I'm like, fuck, that's the best name you can come up with. I mean, what else could they have called him? Fucking Don Diego De La Vega. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> God, what else? Are they are they going to call him? Fucking Heinrich, fucking Escobar, or some shit? I I don't know. It just Heinrich Escobar. <laughs> Is a German Mexican. Yeah, exactly. I um, I it just yeah, I, I just when they said his name was Diego Garcia, I I laughed. I, I kind of laughed a little bit out loud because it was just like God, that's just lazy writing. Yeah, just uh, in fact, I watched uh, Deadpool two last night and twice that came up. That's just lazy writing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and 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 I I agree. There's there's a lot of lazy writing in this. Like you know, um, like the the bitchy mom. That you know, oh god, that was that that fucking uh, like the 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 evil over the top vindictive. Yeah, like she would really fucking ruin someone's birthday party over some shit like that. I, I yeah, I mean, it just I could see it happening, especially in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to think too good of people in that. But you know, not everyone's that big of a piece of shit. But maybe they are. I don't know. They are. <laughs> So, but hey, I mean, you know, she got her, you know, got a revenge on her. I really thought she was going to fucking kill her, though. Like, I thought, like, she was going to step. Why? I just had this feeling she was going to go over this line where she's never, the point of no return, where she's going to, like, well, fuck you, too, and then takes her out. Yeah, but why would she kill her? Well, I'm glad she didn't. I, I just, Again, I mean, you're thinking. I don't care about what happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. Why would you think that she would kill her? Why would that make any sense on any level? Like I said, to show that she's like getting to this point where she doesn't care anymore, and she's just going over that line. But just that does, that would make any sense to the character. Oh, she hasn't gone over the line with anybody. She hasn't killed any innocents or civilians. Yeah. So why would she be the first? Because I see movies do shit like that all the time. Right, but just like when you have a villain, like a head bad guy that fucking ends up just indiscriminately killing his people because they made a simple. But that's mistake. his people, not just indiscriminately killing somebody that fuck fucking annoyed them ten years ago. Or five years ago. Yeah. So, um, but there was uh, definitely something um, that was very predictable in the movie. Is I kept predicting which cop was going to turn. Yeah. And it, it was the one they made seem seem to be the nicest. Yeah. You know, the which w- is typical eighties eighties action movie. Too. God, it was fucking. It's just uh, it, it was so weak. It, it was absolutely weak. I was like, what? What was the point of just? Oh, all of a sudden. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, agent. Whatever the fuck your name is, boom, <laughs> you're dead. I gotta, I gotta protect the cartel. <laughs> yeah, and that didn't make any sense either. He's like, "You sold me out." I was like, "Dude, I was standing right fucking with you the whole entire time." Yeah. How the fuck can I sell you out? Exactly. Like, there's, there's, there's a hundred thousand people within five square miles of this place. Yeah. And we're shooting up the entire place. Oh, I forgot. This is also a combination of besides Punisher is a spawn. Because she's a she's a protector who hides in in the homeless community and and protects the homeless from the bad guys. But she's not protecting the homeless. She she wiped out crime in the era. They even said that that's why they put the big old angel angel mural on the wall and all that shit. Yeah, but I, I it's it's loose, man. It's very very loosely. It, it just reminded weak. It reminded me of Spawn. I mean, it's it's got elements, yeah. But I mean, she's living among the homeless and stuff like that, and yeah. But she's got guns, so. All the bad guys are gonna fucking leave that place anyway, so it's not like they they never reported anybody getting shot there, yeah, or killed. Yeah, it's not Chicago, so we're fifty two people each weekend get shot. Yeah, pretty much. 
So uh, yeah, and then uh, I I don't it just yeah the movie is is definitely watchable, and it's enjoyable while you're watching it, but it 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 ends up still becoming a forgettable film. Like if I never see it again, I don't give a shit. Yeah, this is not a movie that I'm going to rent. In fact, uh, of the five questions or the eight questions that we do, obviously, um, is it is it rewatchable? Yeah, it is. If Act it's for the on. action, I'd say for the action, yeah, it, it could be. If it's on, yeah. And there's nothing else on. Yeah. Um, is it pop culture? No. 20 years ago it would have been. Yeah, because it would have been, you know, John Wick before John Wick, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it a DVD buy? I'd say no. Because there's also really no, besides gar- besides Garner's character, there's no, re- like, like redeemable, like, I, there's no really real characters to give a shit about besides Garner's character. For the most part, okay, yeah, this is it's just an average movie. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think it's. I mean, the critics are giving it a twelve percent based on eighty-one reviews. Yeah, I think they they gave uh, Death Wish remake a better fucking uh, percentage than that. Yeah, and I think this is a better movie than Death Wish. Yeah, it's an average rating of three point five out of ten. But again, I don't give a shit about Rotten Tomatoes. No, Metacritic um, has a score rated on twenty-nine um, on a score of twenty-nine out of a hundred, and then uh, Cinema Score. Audiences gave the poll an average grade of B plus, and it's not. It's not a B plus movie. This is a C, C minus C C movie. Yeah. It's average. It's it's a three to it's it, the average rating should be between four and five. Yeah, you know maybe a four and a half. It's it's a little bit better than three point five, but it's not. It, there's nothing about this movie that we haven't seen before. Yeah, you know. <coughs> yeah, Unfortunately. I, uh, as you said, lazy writing, um, bad plot elements, and uh, few and far moments of levity in between. Yeah, I look. I, I know that there's in the real world there is definitely injustice and corruption that goes along goes on. Um, but it just seemed way too bullshitty. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> at the beginning when when she's in the courtroom and no one no one in the in the in the crowd is getting pissed off. Or nothing. Just these, these all like all these drug, you know, these uh, these uh, cartel guys. They're, they're these murderers. They're just smirking and laughing at each other when when they get, you know, when they pretty much get freed. Right. And you know, the lawyers smiling, the fucking DA smiling, the judge is kind of half smirky, like, okay, let's go on to the next one. Right. You know, it just it just felt a little too one sided. You know, completely one sided. You know, and I know it's supposed to feed into the all the shit that she's going to go through, so she can come back and get revenge on everybody. But it just seemed a little too far fetched to that point, a little too stretched. You know what I mean? Yep. So, but otherwise, like I said, it was enjoyable when we watched it. I don't regret seeing it. I just don't care to ever see it again. Yeah, that's it. So I'd probably give the movie a God a four or five. I, Something like that. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. All right. Uh, I know the, the the next one we're definitely going to see is going to be the Predator. Because, uh, uh, you know, there's plenty of, you know, fun things going on with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> and then uh, that kind of pretty much segues into uh, movie news, uh, which uh, I don't know. Should we talk about that one first? Just do it. So, um, yeah, there was a scene that was cut from The Predator uh, involving a, a guy who's a friend of uh, Shane director Shane Black. And uh, apparently, and I, I kind of call bullshit on this one. 
Um, Shane, Why? I call bullshit on the Shane Black, um, you know, apologizing and all that stuff, saying if he had known more about it and all this shit. When the guys, when Shane Black has had this guy, um, you know, and forgive me, I'll, I'll get his name in a moment. <laughs> Hold on a second. You're calling bullshit on a guy who hired a friend of his to be in a movie. Yes. And you expect Shane Black to know everything that his friend is doing or has done? Because he said in an interview that when he hired this guy, because this guy's been in other movies with him. He's been in the Iron Man 3. Uh, yeah, that's great. Okay. I, we understand that. Well, I wanna, I'm giving you fucking movies because it should show how far back he's been going back with this I guy. I understand that. Okay. I understand. I'm, it's a specific question that I asked you, but you'd rather go into this huge explanation of backstory just answer the question. What was the question, man? I, when you do that, I, I, it fucks me up, and I, I, I get lost the for a second. The question was, just because Shane Black hired him and said he's his friend, do you really think he knows everything about him? And you started with, with every, yes. With everything? No. But he did know that the guy was um, convicted of, um, oh, God, what was it? Uh, it was sexual, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Propositioning or whatever of a, of a of a minor, fourteen year old. Yeah, and that uh, you know he didn't go into he didn't he didn't find out about all the details. He said he just based it off the dude's word without looking into it about about the details of the case. And then when you, they looked into the details of the case, it was like holy shit! This it was worse than you know the guy made it sound. The guy made it sound like he was just trying. She's a relative of his, and that he was trying to pump up her self esteem because she was down on herself about her looks and everything. And when you look deeper into it. You find out that he was saying things to her like, you're the only one I would ever be with and, and, and things deeper than that. And so that's how it got to the point where she reported his ass. And he got, you know, he spent six months in jail for it. So, um, and the cast of, uh, you know, the cast especially, well, uh, Olivia Munn, um, she was pissed off that when she found out about it because she's, you know, her, her take on it is, you know, if the, direct, the director should have let her and her castmates know <clears throat> who this fucking guy is because um, some people wouldn't want to work with him because their reputations could be on the line, you know? Like, would you want to work with Victor Salva? <laughs> I think a lot of people wouldn't want to work with Victor Salva, right? And, look, I'm not calling this guy Victor Salva, but he's still on the same certain lines, you know? The guy wasn't convicted of, 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 of raping a 14-year-old girl, but he still, he could have. He could have gotten to that point, couldn't it? So, um, so yeah, so when it comes to this guy... Um, it's uh, the guy's name is Stephen Wilder Striegel, okay, not to be confused with my name Spiegel, um, and he's a registered sex offender. So, um, so I kind of call a little bit of bullshit with the Saint Shane Black thing because he's a director. He's he's handling multi million dollar films, and I mean look at Iron Man three. Iron Man three probably I think it had a budget of at least one hundred fifty mil. So if you're gonna trust a guy to be in your film and he's a friend of yours, wouldn't it? being your best interest because you're in such a delicate position that you should make sure that when someone's a registered sex offender that you look into what the fuck they've done, what they've been accused of and convicted for. But that's really not his job. It's the studio's job to do that. I mean, but he personally hired the guy and he gave the guy a chance. I mean, he should have looked... Which is still the studio's job to do a background sure. check on Sure. You know what? You're right. But I think that also that he knows the guy. He should have also had something. He should have gotten involved. He should have told the studio, hey... I want to put this guy on. Maybe she could look into it just to make sure. You know, he—I don't even think he told them shit until the studio found out about it. Then they deleted the scene that the guy filmed with uh, Olivia Munn's character. So, 
And then Olivia Munn was a little upset because none of her um, castmates at first backed her up. You know, they kind of like a uh, yeah. Don't don't buy into that. I know. Fucking I, I I'm bullshit. just going off of what she said, and so um, I think she jumped the gun on that shit. Uh, but it seems like everyone else is coming up and you know backing her up on the shit. I just my my problem is is, is I think that Shane Black should have uh, tried a little harder. That's what I'm trying to get at. And definitely the studio should be held accountable as well. But I mean, they did do a responsible thing, which was once they found out, you know, once they supposedly right then and there found out about it. They they cut the scene with the guy in it, right? So, <laughs> you know, I I just I mean we're still gonna go see the movie, right? So, uh, I just think that uh, I I don't know, I I just Shane Block should have done a little more. Having read this morning's news report, it has sadly become clear to me that I was misled by a friend I really wanted to believe was telling me the truth when he described the circumstances of his conviction. I believe strongly in giving people second chances, but sometimes you discover that chance is not as warranted as you may have hoped. After learning more about the affidavit, transcripts, and additional details surrounding Stephen Striegel's sentence, I am deeply disappointed in myself. I apologize to all of those past and present. I've been let down by having Steve, Steve around them without giving them a voice in that decision. And you know what? I could take him at his word for that, and I already read that before earlier. But um, my, my only problem is, is that <clears throat> it shouldn't even have got to this point. He should have just done a little bit harder. I mean, he's in, like I said... He's in a sensitive position where he's dealing with multi-million dollar films, and there's a lot of people that you know that are working with him in a studio that's trusting him. He should have done a little bit more when it comes in regards to a guy who's a convicted sexual offender. So it is what it is, and that, that's just my take on it. Well, here, here's the other thing. If, if, if your friend comes up to you and says, hey, I've got a, I've got a conviction, blah, 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 uh-huh. it was no big deal. Would you take him at his Would you take him at his word? At that moment, but if I had him with me, involved in something like, like I said, something like this, something. See, so, I call horseshit on that. You call horseshit on that. Yeah, because you wouldn't. In this day and age of, of 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 scrutinization and all the shit that happens, fucking you, a, you totally wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, nope, you wouldn't. There's not. I don't think there is one person on this planet that would. My friend just came up to me and said, "Hey, oh, let me help you out because I know you're." Know your heart up for cash and blah, blah, blah. We'll put you in some movies and this and that. Mm-hmm. You're my friend. You already told me about what's going on. Don't worry about it. And then you go on and as, and you think, well, maybe I should do a background check. But you get busy and you forget about it. And then someone else does a background check and says, hey. In fact, it wasn't Olivia Munn that did it. It was somebody associated with Olivia Munn that said, this guy's a fucking pedophile or predator, whatever you want to say. Yeah, <clears throat> He's a convicted sex offender. And they brought that up to Olivia Munn, who brought that up to Fox. And then she told her castmates. And then Fox said, what are you doing? Why are you telling them? Because they have a right to know. So not only would Fox, was Fox going to keep this entire thing a secret and not tell anybody on the set, yeah, they planned not to yeah. tell anybody until Olivia Munn made it public. Yep. So who's worse? Shane Black for not disclosing... And he thought his he thought his friend was for being too trusting, um, or 20th Century Fox for almost admittedly saying, and they said it to her. So yeah. let's just let's just call it what it is. Admitted to Olivia Munn that they didn't want her to tell anybody. Definitely Fox first, absolutely Fox first. <clears throat> And then, like I said, a little bit of it should fall into Shane Black. Like it, no, I, and I'm not disagreeing that it should fall on. It shouldn't. F- 
you're right. I mean, this isn't fall. like an everyday thing where you it's just some guy that you go bowling with. You know what I mean? This is on a big project where there's a lot of people. Yeah, and uh, this also happened eight involved. years ago. So mm-hmm. when you're dealing with something that happened eight years ago, you forget about it anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, in six weeks, no one's going to know about this shit anyways. Yeah, probably. So it's not going to be that big of a deal. And, and it's still, I mean, it is a big deal. But what I'm saying is, is that you're not going to remember in six weeks or six months or six years. So, so well, that's you know. why we do this podcast because we're tired of people forgetting about this shit. Yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. Six weeks, six months, six years. It doesn't matter. You're not going to remember in six weeks. Well, if I if, look, if I end up liking this movie and I end up buying it on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, I'm gonna every time I watch this movie, I'm gonna remember that shit. Why he's not in it? Because I, well, <laughs> what if his deleted scene is on the, on the Blu-ray? Probably won't be. <laughs> but that would be funny. Remember me? Uh, a member? Member? So, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I, there's worse things out there. Um, I, you know, oh, wait, I don't want to get into that one. That one's more com- compelled thing. We'll talk about Louis C.K. later. All right. Um, all right. So uh, I got some more news if, uh, if you're down to hear it. Are you down? Yes, you are. Just go. Just fucking do it, Joe. Uh, I saw the new trailer for um, a documentary called Fuck You All, The Yui Bowl Story. Um, and it's just interviews with Yui Bowl, it, the shittiest director ever. And... Uh, <laughs> And 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 fans of his and and other things, um, talking about his life and stuff. Because the guy retired from directing, thank God, uh, two years ago. Because he was fucking pissed at everyone talking shit about him. And I mean, I didn't even know this. The guy made a fucking Far Cry movie as well. We talked about that. I don't remember the Far Cry thing, but because uh, I, I don't think I ever we far- we talked about it when we were talking about Yui Bowl. I know we talked about a lot of this stuff. I just didn't remember. I I my I have a little more radar on Far Cry now because my son's a fan of it and he's got a few of the games now. So now I paid a little more attention to the Far Cry thing. So I watched the trailer for today, and it's, yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. So uh, <laughs> anyway, the documentary looks interesting. It looks funny because um, the guy is just so full of himself. You know, he, you know look, I, 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 can, I get that there's, you know, to be successful sometimes, even when a lot of people are telling you no and you're not good enough, that you have to say fuck you and just keep on pushing through. But when you've been doing this for decades and everything that you come out with is regarded by the mass public as a worthless piece of shit, maybe you should start listening, Yui Bowl. But he couldn't. He's too in his own head with his own ego thinking that he's making masterpieces when he wasn't. So I'm interested in seeing this documentary when it comes out on uh, streaming or whatever. Like I said, it's called Fuck You All, the Yui Bowl Story. (laughs) Um. Uh, Mattel is um, Mattel Incorporated is going to be uh, creating their own division um, called Mattel Films. So um, Mattel, you know, which owns like Barbie and He-Man and a few other things, um, they're going to uh, try to make uh, a bunch of franchises out of their products. You know, because uh, Hasbro's been doing such a good job with. Uh, well, I would say Transformers, but I mean, technically they are. I mean, no matter how shitty those movies are, they're still making a ton of fucking money. But, uh, you know, Battleship and whatever else. Uh, what else did they do? Did they do uh, G.I. Joe? Hasbro? Yeah. Hasbro? Okay. But so. Hasbro's not Mattel. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know. I'm just, because, you know, I'm comparing Mattel to Hasbro. You know, like, just because you have a fucking toy product that, should you should you be the ones that <laughs> start making, having a movie division? Or maybe you should give it to better hands. I, I, I don't fucking know. I, I don't even give a shit. I just thought I'd mention it. So, um, yeah, that's... Uh, what does Mattel own, dude? Do you know? Besides Barbie, He Man, 
Hot Wheels, Polly Pocket, um, Thomas and Friends, Fisher Price. No, wait, never mind. Uh, well, yeah, there's big brands that they cover. So, um, yeah, okay. So, coming soon, the Polly Pocket movie. I hope it's uh, r- really, really deep. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, the um, the <laughs> I knew this shit was coming. The um, the Oscars. They got rid of their most popular uh, film um, category that they had announced a few months ago. They've decided to uh, temporarily, um, you know, discontinue it, which means it's gone. It's not going to come back. But uh, that was a smart move because it, it like, I know Oscars are still pretty much irrelevant now. But to put that popular thing in there, look, Oscars is supposed to be about a recognition for the best in a bunch of categories. And when it comes to the quality of filmmaking, it's not supposed to be about popularity because there's plenty of films that are popular as shit that fucking suck, okay? So does that mean that Transformers, for example, The Last Night deserves, because of how much money it made, that that it deserves to win Oscars? No. So just because a movie's the most popular doesn't mean it's it's, it's worthy of an of, of an Academy Award if, you know, if you still took those as relevant awards. But making money and popularity are two different things. Exactly. Well, don't confuse one with the other. Well, look, Pirates of the Caribbean, very popular movies, and they make a lot of money, both. And look, in my opinion, after At World's End, those movies have gone downhill fucking big time. And according to critics, after the first movie, all those movies have gone downhill. So... (laughs) Those don't deserve really that many Oscars. I think they deserved a couple more recognitions than they got, but whatever, whatever. It's it's not. It's just not the cup of tea for that for the for the Academy. But that that popular film thing, I just think that that was that was their desperate grab at trying to become more modern and trendy. And and I'm glad that people didn't respond to it. Now, just there's other things people should also. Um, you know what? Actually, fuck it. I don't even give a shit. Yeah, I, you f- kind of rubbed off on me, dude. Fuck the Oscars. I don't even give a shit anymore. What one best picture last year? Ah, fuck it. I don't even know. All right. So, uh, <laughs> saw a new trailer for uh, Matthew McConaughey's new movie that I didn't even know was coming out. Um, comes out on March twenty second of next year called The Beach Bum. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty fucking good. Um, it, it's pretty much a, a a more stonered version of the dude from The Big Lebowski played by Matthew McConaughey on the beach. So um, that one looks really entertaining, um, especially with the large cast of characters. Um, and then, uh, oh, and this week's news, um, it has now been 17 years since 9-11, by the way. I don't care. <laughs> and then um, and then my last piece of news is, um, is that j- just to prove that no one gives a shit about what old people say, is that uh, uh, Bro- Broadway star uh, Carol Cook, who's 94 years old, um, when she was uh, interviewed about uh, Donald Trump, she pretty much said that, where's John Wilkes Booth when you need him? <laughs> and no one really gave a shit, you know. And then here we go. Here's the trailer for The Ballad of Buster Scruggs from the Coen Brothers. People are so easily distracted. So I'm the distractor with a little story. People can't get enough of them. Because, well, they connect the stories to themselves, I suppose. And we all love hearing about ourselves. So long as the people in the stories are us. But not us. 
This will tell the tale. I'm Buster, Buster Scruggs. Your shooting iron work. Here's to do, yes. to say before sentence is carried out. Sentence? What's my sentence? Things <laughs> 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 have a way of escalating out here in the West. My name is Ozymandias, King of Kings. That man is a wonder. Well, we'll just have to see him. <laughs> First time. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Root. Um, do the part where he fucking hits his chest and then he walks through his own dust and it's in the shape of himself. That's fucking hilarious. I wasn't that interested in it. Um, until I saw that trailer just now. I, I, I'm definitely very interested in, in seeing this now. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I didn't even see that. <laughs> That's what made me laugh. That's cool. It was, fucking cool. It was like the Bugs Bunny going through the wall thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Coen Brothers, man, they put work into their shit, man. I, even though there's some of their films that aren't that great, they still make you watch them. You still pay attention to them when you're watching them. Yeah, not everything that they do works, but when it does, it's really fucking good. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Then uh, I, I think that's it. That's all the news I got for uh, for this week, man. Uh, but, yeah, if you, anyone gets a chance, check out the, the trailers for Fuck You All, um, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and um, The Beach Bum. Check that shit out, man. All right, so uh, that's all we got for this week on uh, the Predator episode. I am Joe Spiegel. Peppermint. What did I? Oh, I said the Predator. God, I'm fucking professional. Peppermint. Goodbye. I, I can't. I can't recover from that one. Just good night. You didn't even talk about the Henry Cavill thing. I I left that one alone on purpose because I got conflicting reports on that one. Um, what was conflicting was. One news report said that he is out. He's definitely out. He's not coming back because um, once the, the negotiations broke down with his doing a cameo in Shazam, that he was just not going to come back. Like, Warner Brothers doesn't want him to come back for anything. And then I read another one saying that, you know, Warner Brothers released a statement saying, we are definitely interested in having Henry Cavill come back to play the Man of Steel. And and then also uh, Henry Cavill's people coming back and saying, we haven't, you know, we haven't made a decision about leaving Warner Brothers or anything like that. We're still in open negotiations and everything's, you know, everything's fine. So that's why I left it alone at the moment, because I don't know if it's bullshit, if they're just trying to do, you know, Warner, Warner Brothers is trying to do damage control or what. I, I was going to wait a few more days on that one before until there's like an official confirmation of it. So that's why I left it alone. So do you have a take on it? Maybe I, I personally think that Henry Cavill's just tired of the bullshit because he is a good actor. <clears throat> I think Henry Cavill is done, and here's why: because someone of his acting talent is tired of acting depressed all the time. Warner Brothers has shifted its focus to a Supergirl movie, which will be an origin story featuring a teen superheroine. This effectively removes an actor of Cavill's age from the storyline's equation, given that Superman would be an infant according to DC lore. 
Except yeah, they haven't changed anything ever in these new movies, have they? Except, no, he wouldn't because he's older than her. They already shit on the continuity anyway with these new movies. Uh, Warner isn't likely to make a solo Superman film for at least several years, according to another source. Superman is like James Bond, and after a certain run, you have to look to new actors, says a studio source. As such, Cavill will join Ben Affleck, who isn't expected, who is not going to return to Batman. Um, we have a great relationship and great respect for Henry that continues to remain unchanged. Additionally, we have made no current decisions regarding any upcoming Superman films. Uh, Warner source says that Shazam deal fell apart because of scheduling conflicts, and that is backed up by the fact that Cavill recently signed on to star in the Netflix series The Witcher. Um, obviously, Gail Godot is returning for Wonder Woman. Jason Momoa is doing Aquaman, and Ezra Miller remains on board to star in a Flash movie. Um, <clears throat> Warner's, Warner Brothers CEO Kevin Sujihara and Warner Brothers Pictures Group Chairman Toby Emmerich are looking to reinvigorate the studio's DC Universe, which is still playing second fiddle to the Marvel Universe. Just six years ago when The Dark Knight Rises closed out the, the Christopher Nolan trilogy, DC was the superhero team with the mojo. But so far, only Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman spinoff has lived up to the promise of the franchise. Um, look, I, I can, I can, I can fix the entire thing. <laughs> I can fix it all. I can fix the Flash. I can get rid of their fifty-two bullshit. I can fix it, and uh, it's not that difficult of a fix. Yeah, and but does Warner Brothers give a shit? No, and that's the problem. Yeah, the problem is is that they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about their fans. They don't give a shit about the fact that these characters have been around for so long and people are so pulled into it. I saw a report that they wanted that Warner Brothers was tinkering with the idea of having Michael B. Jordan become Superman. Yeah. Which again, let's just take everything out of con let's take everything in context here. You can't do that. Why can't you do that? Because Superman is white. Because Kryptonians are white? No, Superman is white. You cannot fundamentally change the character of a comic book hero who has been around for almost a hundred fucking years because because that's the sign of the times. Now, if you're going to make a Krypton, you can't. You can make him a Kryptonian, but you can't have him be Kal El. You cannot. And if you do, you'd have fucked that franchise. <clears throat> and it's this like. I don't have a problem with him being Johnny Storm. I didn't have a problem with it because it was alternative universe type of thing. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. But the problem is, again, is Fantastic Four has been around for 50 years. You fundamentally changed the characters. Yeah. Because of why. Fox fundamentally changed the characters because, because of this bullshit idea of diversity. Their idea. Of diversity, yeah, not the correct idea of of diversity. PC diversity, yeah, and you and and fundamentally changing characters. There's nothing wrong with having black superheroes or Asian superheroes or this superhero or that superhero, but when you have characters that have been established for fifty years and they are, for lack of a better term, white, yeah, and then you fundamentally change that character. To be something other than what the character is, not color. Yeah. Something than what the character is, including their past, including Sue Storm being um, um, adopted, which is fine 
for an alternate universe. Again, if you look at what Marvel did, as soon as... So they, they killed off the comic, and when they killed off the comic, the franchise went away, right? Well, as soon as they bought Fox, they... I mean, like, a week before it closed with the Fox deal, yeah. they reintroduced Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. The original team, by the way. Not this whole new... Not the Trank version yeah. of, of Fantastic Four. <sighs> Black Lightning is a super popular character. There's nothing wrong with him. But if you create if you make Superman black, you make Batman black or you make or Asian. Let's just let's just just go across the entire spectrum. Yeah. Asian or Indian or Hindu or Pakistani or this or that or the other thing. You're fundamentally changing their character. Yeah, what if you made Luke Cage a fucking Jewish guy from uh, from the Bronx. Thank you. Or you made Daredevil death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or or you made Kingpin a skinny a, a skinny dwarf. Or you make Venom a good guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you get where I'm going with this. This is not a race thing. This is this is it. This is well, it is kind of a race thing, but. Really, what it comes down to is fundamentally changing a character, yeah. you know, and and it, it, like the Tilda Swinton thing. Tilda Swinton plays a an Asian monk. Yeah, and everybody had a problem with that. I can see that. Yeah. I understand that. I get that. Yeah, <clears throat> and maybe they should have thought about it. But what happened happened. She she did the role really well, and that was that. Yeah. But that she would, wasn't a huge character either. Right. Know? But it would be the same exact thing. If you put Michael B. Jordan as Superman, it's the same exact thing as having Tilda Swinton playing Asian monk. Yeah. See what I'm saying? But even on a grander scale, we're wrong. More right. wrong, yeah. So if so, what do you do? Well, it's already established that General Zod is also white. It's already established that um uh Several of Superman's or all of Superman's family is white. So, do you create a new Kryptonian, or do you use Michael B. Jordan as um, Brainiac, who is also Kryptonian, by the way? If you went by the, the animated series, look, them even mentioning Michael B. Jordan just reeks of more desperation from Warner <laughs> Brothers DC because well, it's just oh, a report. It's, and, I know, and I, I just but I mean, and Hollywood loves this bullshit liberal diversity thing. And it's just them using Michael B. Jordan. It's like, oh well, why? Because he was so good as Killmonger and in, in Black Panther, right? A Marvel movie, right? right? So now we're gonna try to take him and just like with the Joss Whedon thing, you know, and and stuff. It, it, it's it's politically correct bullshit. Mm-hmm. Well, he should be the next one because it's politically, you know, because because they're thinking about making Idris Elba the next James Bond. Yeah, I, I and, knew we were going to lead into that one too. And and I'm fine with that because if you look at the James Bond thing, like the theory is is that the people that are James Bond are not James Bond. James Bond, 007, yeah, or Commander Bond. In order for you to become a a double O, yeah, you have to be a commander. You have to be in. There, there are several things. James Bond is um, a uh, orphan. No. <laughs> what? He's um, he's a rank. Okay. Oh yeah. It's a he, moniker. He was, he's a moniker. He's a he's a rank, and the person that 
assumes that name and that identity yeah. assumes the past, assumes everything. But they also have to have a similar past. So, so that way, when you are telling your story, events line up. Yeah. Because it was all in, in all the papers. Parents died in a fire, blah, 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 this and that and the other thing, right? Yeah. So he becomes an orphan. That's what has to happen. They have to have people fit that rank or that identity. So James Bond is an, is an assumed identity if you think about it. Yeah. And then there are other, the other double O's are also the same. So you have one through nine, right? Yeah. So you have nine slots to fill. And every one of those slots is filled by a person that has a similar background to the original person. So the original person would be James Bond in this case, okay? So it doesn't matter what color he is. He's just assuming an identity. Yeah. And then he plays that identity until he retires or dies, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Unlike Superman yeah. or Batman. But even Batman can be an identity. But it's not because it's always Bruce It'd Wayne. It'd be one thing if it was originally Bruce Wayne and then... Like he passed the torch on to someone else, right? And then you know, then you can go from there, right? Like, could you? I mean, would they, like, like, say Dick Grayson or, or someone who takes well, up that was the idea. Yeah, that was the idea behind Robin, and then Robin would take over the Batman mantle, and then he would get a new Robin, and then so on and so forth. Yeah, to continue the line, but even then, Batman right now is Bruce Wayne, okay, until they decide to do different, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't fuck with that formula. You cannot fuck with that formula. You cannot change a character just because it seems like a good idea. You yeah. want people to fucking rebel against you and not see your movies anymore? Do the Fantastic Four thing. That is the worst. If you do the Fantastic Four thing, yeah. the, the, the Josh Trank Fantastic Four, and expect that, the, um, that you are going to be successful. I mean, Michael B. Jordan was in that fucking movie. Yeah. Right? Wasn't isn't he also in Creed or is that somebody else? Yeah, yeah, that's him. He's he so Michael B. Jordan was in Creed. He was in Fantastic Four. He was Killmonger and Black Panther yeah. and a bunch of other movies, right? Yeah. Of those three movies, four now because Creed Two is coming out. Of those three movies, which was more believable? Creed and Black Panther. Not Fantastic Four. It was he was awful in Fantastic Four. It was it was a, it was a, it was a shitty character. Oh, he works on cars and well, he was it, it wasn't him. The writing and the directing were off. I don't blame him. I blame the 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 the, the whole the whole project. Right. The the whole project was garbage. It's yeah. not his fault that, you know, um, he took the job as Johnny Storm. Yeah. You know. But if you go watch, you go watch the other two fantastic. Because I'm not even adding in the Corman movie. <laughs> if you go watch the other two and you see Steve Rogers, for yeah. lack of a better term, playing Johnny Storm, the the entire way that that team is built and developed. Is how it should have been. Yeah. You know? Yeah, okay, so they're white. Big deal. That's how they should be. There are other characters. Luke Cage, as we had already made an example of. What if Luke Cage was a Jewish moneylender? <laughs> yeah. You know, talk about stereotypes. Or, or, or uh, trying to think of all the others. Doesn't matter. Or, in fact, Black Panther. What if Black Panther, what, you know, what if they had um, fucking Jim Carrey play Black Panther? <laughs> God, you know the fucking fallout of that shit. I mean, you see where I'm getting. Remember the backlash with uh, Scarlett Johansson, who was going to play a transgender person, right? And she backed out because of political pressure. But I mean, she's an actor. That's what actors do. They play other people. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, and, and, and even, even though Black Panther hasn't had a, as long a run, you know, comics-wise, history-wise, as yeah. Fantastic Four or Superman or even Luke Cage, um, they didn't try to fundamentally change his character yeah. and make him a white guy. Or Luke Cage, make him a white guy. Yeah. That's the point I'm trying to make. History, the history of these characters is important. Yes. As is the gender of these characters are important. As is their background and color. And there's a reason for that. Yeah, because it makes them who they are. You know, and again, if you're going to go with this idea that Michael B. Jordan is going to be Superman, you're making a mistake. It's just that simple. Yeah. Making a mistake. Yeah, and what sucks in this this day and age of, you know, political PC climate is that some people are going to take this that as a racist statement because they're fucking idiots and they're not their eyes aren't open enough to the way things are. You know? Yeah, it is a racist statement. But it's a it's it's not a hateful racist statement. Yeah. Because well, it can't it just it shouldn't even be done. It shouldn't even be thought. Yeah. Because it just doesn't work. You cannot do that to a character that has been established for near on 100 years. Yeah. Just like with Batman. Just like with Flash. Just like with Green Lantern or Green Arrow. Or Jesus. Or Jesus. <laughs> Jesus has always been a white guy. No. I know. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> South Park Jesus has. But, yeah. but you, you see Every house you go into, it's white Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Ewan McGregor. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> or Willem Dafoe. Yeah. But or Thor or I mean or Bruce Banner or Peter Parker yeah. or okay, you have all of these characters. But then you have a Spider-Man that's Miles Morales because yeah. that's alternate universe, right? Yeah. And then uh, Iron Man or you had Electro in Amazing Spider-Man too. He was played by Jamie Foxx. Yeah, they have Electro in the in the in the video game. Yeah. Who is a white guy? Yeah, because that's know. how he originally was in the comic. Right. But again, it's you, you can make adjustments because they did that. Yeah, you can make because they had um, they had the shocker, the original shocker, and then he yeah. got killed, and then they replaced, and then he was replaced by um, Bakeem Woodbine's character. Yeah, Bakeem Woodbine's character. Yeah, which was fine. Every that's fine because that's that's a character arc. Yeah. Now you're the new shocker or whatever the hell he was calling himself, right? Yeah. And that's that's acceptable. But, you know, Superman dies. Like, if Superman died and then he passed a torch on to Michael B. Jordan's character. Or to Shaquille O'Neal's Steel. Yeah, which, I mean, <laughs> they actually used Steel in the, in the animated series, and he was a fucking great character. Yeah. Um, the movie sucked, but the <laughs> comics were not bad. Yeah. But, you know, so Superman passes the torch on to, to um, Michael B. Jordan's character. That could work. So there are there are alternatives, but you can't just say, "Hey, yeah, he's so the new Cal El." Yeah. So coming soon from Warner Brothers is Super Bro Man. Super Bro. <laughs> All right. Anyways, yeah, we, we've gone on with this rant long enough. Long in the tooth, there, baby. Yep. <laughs> All right. So that's all we got. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.